Hello, my name is Allison Lantieri. I'm the Senior Vice President of Marketing and Customer Experience here at One Digital. My team and I have the honor and responsibility to bring our brand stories to light. This Bold Intention series brings together the visionaries and creative problem solvers from across our organization and our industry who are working to build a more valuable and modern experience for our customers, their employees, our partners, and our industry as a whole. The series is meant to shed light on new ideas and insights that will help us bring our purpose of doing well by doing good to life. I'm thrilled today in so many ways to welcome our newest executive team leader, Vinay Gidwani, to the Bold Intentions discussion. Vinay joined One Digital in September as Chief Product Officer, and in his role, he's driving digital solutions for our organization, developing agile technology, new products, and solutions for our customers and the industry. Prior to joining One Digital, Vinay founded Maxwell Health, later acquired by Sun Life Financial. And most recently, he was the head of technology at Boston-based CIC Health, working to scale up operations for COVID-19 testing and mass vaccination sites across the state of Massachusetts. Welcome, Vinay. Thank you, Allison. It's great to be here. So we're going to hop right in here. Uh, there's so much buzz out there on the problems that exist within our industry, uh, the healthcare industry, and most specifically in insurance. What I'd like to talk about today are some of the solutions that are being developed to overcome those issues uh, via innovation. Uh, in a recent poll on LinkedIn, my team um, asked business leaders what innovation means to them. Uh, based on those results, 76% of those leaders suggested that innovation means improved functions or outcomes um, and solutions that lower cost. What's your take on this response and what does innovation mean to you? That's a great question, Allison. Thank you again for having me here today. You know, you, you touched on a point there at the end uh, of that statement, which I thought was interesting, that a lot of people think of innovation as ways to make things more efficient. And there's no doubt in my mind that there's a lot of efficiency required in our business and generally in healthcare. I think everybody sort of either has experienced it firsthand or knows that there's so much room for improvement in how we deliver insurance and benefits and just generally healthcare in this country. But the thing that really excites me about innovation in this space is about how we can make it make healthcare and insurance more accessible to more people. I actually think that that's where the innovation is really required because ultimately in the end, we just don't have enough people accessing all the products out there that are available for them to to access better healthcare, have better financial security. And I think the innovation is really required around making it more accessible, increasing the market size, as opposed to just trying to find more efficiency within it. So the innovation that really excites me in this space is stuff that makes insurance easier to buy, uh, makes insurance easier to understand, makes it more usable. And we all have insurance in some way, but oftentimes we're prohibited or just don't know how to use it to prevent a financial hardship or find and access the best care. I think innovation should address those issues as well because it really starts to take advantage of the investments that companies have made into making these products and getting them to the people when they need it. Um, so I, I think they're great companies focused on that all over the space, whether it's in 
uh, how people shop for benefits for my old company. And that's why we really focused on making uh, the insurance uh, selection process or open enrollment experience really easy for employees. There's a lot of companies in this in this space that are focused on that shopping experience. And I think that helps to drive accessibility and and widespread use of these products. You know, I think one of the things that um, is easy, it's almost like a typical default for business leaders to think about efficiency. And what I love about what you're saying about accessibility is that I believe here at One Digital, the, the true business model is business to business to or for the consumer. And so it sounds as though you, um, you know, you have a vision here around um, making things more effortless, increasing that accessibility. But to me, it sort of bypasses uh, the employer and goes right to the individual, which I think is a new and emerging area that we're, we're very much focused on. So I've I do love to hear that. Yeah, and I, I think that the, you know, in the end, what are we here to do? We're here to serve families directly, right? And we we live in a system where an employer, your employer, plays a very important role in helping to bridge that gap, uh, in helping us serve families more directly and, and, and with better products. Um, and of course, that relationship is changing. We all know that the role that employers have in families' lives is changing, but they're still there and and we need to serve what employers need, but we also need to keep our eye on the ball, which is really making sure that every family has access to these products and that they have the financial security and access to healthcare. Well, and we, you know, for, for my team and in the work that we do, it's so exciting to have um, a talent like you join the organization, because I do think we are going to have a better opportunity to really focus on that individual and family customer experience that we do have an opportunity to affect positively. So just another one of the reasons why we're all excited to have you here with us. Um, I would just say, so one of the things that um, the team and I were chatting about um, is the fact that it's been an extraordinary year, right? In so many ways, it's been an extraordinary, you know, 20 months, right? But in a year that pushed many startups to their threshold, healthcare technology companies brought in record levels of funding for 2020. Um, according to one of our resources, Silicon Valley Bank's latest healthcare investments and exits report, health tech startups raised a total of 15.3 billion in 2020, up from 10.6 million a year prior. With a total of 614 deals for the first time, healthcare technology did surpass biopharma for deal volume. I mean, that's extraordinary. What are your thoughts on why there are so many new players in the market and how might these new entrants impact how individuals like us utilize healthcare? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great stat. And I think that it's indicative of uh, a larger trend, you know, it, it sort of occurred to me, I used to work in a, in a lab, in, in a neuroscience lab. And it, one of the things that sort of struck me when I was trying to figure out how to, how to put electrodes into mice brains and figure out how to ways to treat different diseases is that there will always be a, uh, an abundance of innovation as we push the envelope around bio, biotechnology and, and medical sciences. But I think there's an increasing recognition that the means to help people stay healthy and get healthy and treat disease, those largely exist. Um, and, and really the problem is trying to get it in people's hands. And, and that's why you see the investment and the opportunity shift, you know, and, or better said, get balanced from just things that are actual stuff that, that, that are medical devices or, 
or pharmaceuticals into how do we get this to people? And, and a lot of startups and a lot of investors in the space are realizing that there's so much opportunity outside of the, the cure in, in, in actually getting the cure to people. So I, don't, I think that that's a, that's a great indication of that increased focus on the, how the healthcare system runs. Um, and I also think that a lot of startups have just realized that this is a huge part of our economy, right? They're, you know, we focus on things like social media and entertainment and all these other areas. But when you, when you come down to it, what affects people's lives in, in significant ways? It's, it's healthcare, right? And, and it is a massive part of our economy that is, in, is not efficient and needs to be better. Everybody knows that. And so I think that the rush of innovators into this space makes total sense and more the better. Um, you know, I think they push all of us to do better. Well, competition is healthy, right? Um, more, there's, you know, more risk out there to drive for um, more compelling uh, answers to some of the challenges that we have, right? So I, I totally agree with you about having more players is a better thing. Um, but one of the things, you know, that we're talking about here, distribution, delivery, right? Accessibility and all of that. My question to you is really, um, the the floor right the industry floor is littered with technology startups i think we've had a conversation before about the fact that brokers are in a pretty unique position um, to help accelerate adaptation and change and new ideas um, we have already established a level of trust with our customers uh, we demonstrate every day, our consultants demonstrate every day that uh, they are all in for them and for their employees. And our unique position kind of in between so many players in the ecosystem um, also gives us uh, access to infinite types of data, uh, which also make opportunities for new products and better customer experiences better. I know you have some strong feelings about this, and we would love to hear that um, a little bit discussing, you know, sort of why you think we're in a unique position to drive innovation. Yeah, and I think that, that um, you touched on something there that I think is, is really important, um, is this issue of trust, right? Let's zoom out for a second. Um, the challenge in our business in this space is that there's just so much choice, Right? There's so many things for employers and employees to choose from, whether it's the specific doctor or healthcare system they, they go to or the insurance plan they chose or the overall benefit strategy. There's so much different things out there. So the challenge often happens is that with so many choices, you need trust from people, from organizations to help you guide these choices and whether these choices exist at the employer level or at the, at the employee and their family level. So I think trust matters a lot. The other thing that matters a lot is scale. You know, this industry, as you sort of said, is littered with tons of companies that have tried different things. One of the biggest challenges in this industry is that it's incredibly fragmented. You know, what we do in the Northeast of the country is very different than in the South is very different than the West and all over. And that's because there's no one company or, or two or three companies that decide everything. You know, like if you think about phones, we have one dominant, you know, smartphone maker and then maybe another one. So when that one company, Apple, decides to innovate and bring new products to market, they can do it. And instantly, everybody has face ID. Instantly, everybody has a new piece of functionality or new innovation. It doesn't happen like that in this business. Like we could try something new in one area and it could take years before it makes a difference elsewhere in the country. And so the second thing that I think matters a lot is scale. 
And so when you ask yourself, okay, well, which organizations have the scale to cause change? It's often organizations like One Digital, where we sit in the middle of the relationships between employers and employees and the product manufacturers, the insurance companies, and the healthcare systems that serve them. And when we sit in the middle, we have a lot of scale. And of course, as you well said, we're, we're trusted by our clients. That's trust is can't be for taken for granted. We have to earn that trust. We have to keep that trust. But that trust allows us to work on behalf of employers and on behalf of employees to find the right products and services. And when we can start to push those product manufacturers and push the system to be better, and we can do that at scale. And that's where I think change comes from in this space. So that's what really excites me about this business is that, you know, as a, as a startup or as a insure tech company on the outside, it's really hard to get those two things. It takes decades to build trust and it build, takes decades to get scale. And, and we have a running start on that. And that's really exciting. Well, gosh, so I'm thinking about, um, you know, trust and our consultants every day, right? Sitting in front of their customers, uh, working on behalf of their employees and families. One of the ways in which they're building that trust, right, is through advice, right? They are advising on those solutions, um, every day. We, uh, I've heard you say before that some of the ways in which you think the work you're doing will uh, positively impact our consultants and our, and our customers is by sort of turbocharging that advice. Can you chat a little bit about what some of that could look like um, in the coming year or so? Yeah, I, I think you, you touched on it right there is that much of what we do with our clients, our employer customers or, and, their, and their employees is, is we provide advice. And how is advice delivered? It's delivered through a conversation. It's delivered through a relationship. And it's delivered through expertise. We have amazing expertise out there in the field talking to clients every single day. And we have amazing people who have innovative ideas and deep experience and talent to give the right advice. And what I'm trying to do is to give them digital capabilities to do that as well. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's I think our, our clients and the market sort of demands that. You know, they don't always want to do it through a conversation. They want to have tools. They want to have tools that are combined with data and then combined with the human touch that provides the best experience to to get advice. And we see that in the consumer segment all the time. We don't just have financial advisors, we have robo-advisors and we have dashboards and we have trading platforms. And people, when they think about their own financial security and financial future, it's not just about saying, I'm going to give it to this one person and they deal with it. I want to have tools. I want to have control. So that the, the consumer expectations have shifted. Similarly, with employers, their expectations have shifted. They need the human connection. They need the trust. They need somebody on their side. But they also need digital interfaces, data, dashboards, tools that they can use to help them figure things out as well. And so that's really what I'm trying to do is to give our consultants amazing digital connections to our clients. And I think that's the combination of both those things really allows us to deliver so much more value. The human and the digital, one digital, right? That's exactly right. <laughs> um, is it? I mean, is it really that simple? I, I guess it. I guess it is. Um, I do. I do want to say too. One of the things that, that I really appreciate about the way that um, you talk about your vision and the work that you're trying to do really does. You know, it's not just a technology play, right? It's not just a digital play, like you said. We are trying to enhance the one-to-one. Um, human touch that our that our advisors are giving every day. So I think that that's something that 
can be um, can give people pause a little bit when they see, you know, some strategic and growing investments in technology or digital transformation, you know, at what cost, right? And I think we all understand in our organization that um, some of the most important work that we do is that human advising. So I really appreciate Absolutely. the way that, that you sort of categorize that. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't be the Bold Intentions podcast without um, really asking this question, which will be our, our final one for today, which is that, you know, here in our organization, we embrace that concept of being bold. Now, the dictionary, right, defines bold as showing an ability to take risks and to be confident and courageous. But my team likes the thesaurus description better. We're such nerds, right? Um, daring, intrepid, brave, valiant, uh, uh, audacious. That's one of the ones that we really like. Um, confident. Bold can also be a word to describe your actions, um, your drive, your efforts, and your organization. Vinay, um, so you have joined a bold organization, but we would like to know in your career, um, either prior or with us now, what would you characterize as your boldest moment? That's a, that's a great question. Um, Allison, you, uh, you sort of touched on a little bit in your introduction. Um, you know, one of the more recent things that I did before joining One Digital was to work with an organization here in Massachusetts to scale up COVID-19 response programs uh, for the Commonwealth. And one of the things that we did um, almost a year to the day uh, ago uh, is we sat down and said, what would it take for us to launch a mass vaccination clinic? And uh, what would it take to do that without ever having administered a vaccine ever <laughs> and had never run any sort of medical uh you know care delivery operations or anything like that certainly not that sounds audacious to me yeah exactly I and mean, then we went from that and, and you know mind you I, I, and then we had an amazing team of super experienced healthcare professionals and clinicians and operators so don't get me wrong we had some great experience but we all sort of sat down and said well could we do this Right before the first vaccine was even being administered to anybody, could we launch a mass vaccination center? And within four weeks, we had delivered our first vaccine at Gillette Stadium, where the where the Patriots played our uh, play. And uh, within four weeks after that, I think we were up to several thousand a day. Um, so you know, I think that when when people get together and they sort of put aside any sort of preconceived notions of what's possible or not possible. And when they have a real mission behind what they're doing um, and they're willing to sort of take risks and do something really well, um, great things can happen. And I think that, um, you know, although we're, we're still in this pandemic, um, that was a really gratifying sort of experience and showed that, you know, people can come together to do some really amazing things. Well, Vinay, you started the conversation really talking about your vision around accessibility. I can't think of a, a better example of, uh, you know, accessibility than than that mass vaccination site work that you did. So um, that's a tribute to you and your, your team that all helped put that together. Well, thank you for taking the time today uh, so that we could get to know you a little more. I'm sure this will be the first of many conversations. Um, I'm excited to have you on the team. Your work and the work um, of your team will help us to really execute, right? And provide a modern digitally connected customer experience that um, only helps us build more trust and more value uh, and potentially make some strong changes to the industry as a whole. Thank you, Allison. 
So to learn more about the new and emerging projects that our organization is leading or to read the latest news on our continued investments in talent and technology and teams, uh, you can always visit our newsroom on onedigital.com. And thank you and see you for our next episode. Get out there and be bold.